Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'm Mark Haynes. And I'm Julia Rayside. And over the next four months, we'll be taking you through the highs and lows of Strictly Come Dancing. All the winners. The losers. The huge name stars and the other ones. The inevitable relationship traumas. The gags. The pitiful gags. The awful, awful gags. The wonderful outfits. The complex structure of bets that could leave you better off by one million pounds. And everything that happens both on and off the dance floor. It's the curse of Strictly. Keep listening, subscribing, telling your friends and dancing. Appalling. It's absolutely awful. Hey, welcome to the Curse of Strictly. Curse uh, of Strictly. Oh. <laughs> you are hearing the voice not of Julia Rayside. You are hearing the voice of the fantastic actor Carrie Quinlan, who is my guest today. Hello. I was trying to do a Claudia and testing where they say stuff together. <laughs> do you want to a, try it? Shall there's we, a lot of that. Let's try and hit the word together, together. Okay. Where they say lots of things Together. together. Yay. It's really. Uh, do you know what? It's not actually as hard as they make out to say things together, is it? If they do really <laughs> sort of pimp it, don't they? And they miss it quite a lot. Yeah. And it seems very, very eggy and difficult. Welcome. So, uh, semi finals week. We now Ooh. know who the finalists for Strictly Come Dancing 2019 will be. Ooh. Those people will be everyone that you saw on the semis apart from the comedian Chris Ramsey. Who knew? <laughs> I tell you who did know, Chris Ramsey knew. And throughout the whole of this, his dancing partner, Karen Hauer, she really knew. So whenever you'd see her in a shot, she would almost always be on the verge of crying. So oh. when she'd finished her dance thing, she was just biting her lip the whole time. She knew from the moment this show started that she was going to go home. Yeah, but... Semi-finals. I know I they've mean, done really well, really well, hugely well. Are you a strictly watcher? Not normally, in, not Kazza? at all. No, it's hard to get away from. Yep, that's true. But it's been easier this year to get away from. Early years, so I know who Anton is. Uh-huh. So Anton was the only person dancing I actually recognised. Right, fascinating. Which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> given that he's technically not one of the celebrities who's dancing. No. And yeah, I was like, oh, no, I know him. Yeah. Um, I had a nice game of playing, Who? what do I think they're famous for? Oh, that's brilliant. What, in the beginning. Oh, tell me what you think they're famous for. So I, um, I've got it written down. Um, Kareem, I thought was uh, probably comic relief on EastEnders. <laughs> I was absolutely convinced that Kelvin was rugby. Yeah, I can see that. Completely. I can see that. Chris Ramsey, weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma Barton, a reality show that I don't, I also don't watch. Yeah, and t- until this series started, I, I didn't. I knew Chris Ramsey. I didn't know Kelvin. I didn't know Karim, and I did not know Emma Barton. Yeah. So I, I, I feel your pain. But the beauty of the show 
the real because I really have watched none of it this year. Yeah, and, I, and like first couple of series. So when Brendan was always having the sex with his partner, yes, I know oh, about do you remember that. The sex. Oh, the sex. The sex. I'm going to be asking you about the sex later. <laughs> Not like that. Um, and uh, and I remember Kevin. Yep. Um, I enjoyed him in this episode. We'll come to that. Mm-hmm. And does it affect you your enjoyment? Oh yeah, no, that's you... what I was going to say. What yeah, what 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 they're brilliant at mm. is within one episode, uh, you care. Right, got you. I, by the end, oh. I I knew who I liked. Yep. I knew who I didn't like, and I didn't like. There wasn't anyone I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and you, they manage somehow. I think probably because it's about four and a half hours long. Yes, it is. To have it you. Is. Care. Yes, it's a, that's an amazing thing. I mean, I mean, my I always tell this, but you know, my mother-in-law will every year say, "I don't know who any of them are." And then within three weeks, she is talking to me about how brilliant, you know, Saffron Barker is. I mean, that is a name that you will not mean anything Absolutely to you. Absolutely nothing. But <laughs> she, she's basically I... famous for doing Strictly this year. That's, wow. that's all, it's, all, it, all it stands on. Yeah, so who did you really want to? Who, did, who, who would you like to see, knowing now that we are seeing the finalists? Who would you, with your limited Strictly? My limited Strictly. Who do you go, that's the best one? Oh, uh, Kelvin. Good. There we are. Yes, that's yeah, the completely. correct answer. To the point where you sort of watch him and think, if I hadn't watched the opening, mm-hmm. um, which I did because I'm very professional, <laughs> if I hadn't watched the opening, I would have had trouble telling you who was the professional dancer. Gosh, yeah. Okay, that's that's fascinating. That is, since day one, he's been really, really good. Cool. And since day one, the judges have slightly been sort of undermarking him just by a couple of marks so that he doesn't okay. seem like he's the best and unbeatable. They, right. They, they're trying to manipulate it in a way, and it seems to be working. So someone like Karim, who oh. I think any other other year, he would have really won. Yeah, he's great. They've been bigging him up quite a lot. And now now I think the oh. public are slightly turning against him, which is a terrible thing to do to a young man, really, yeah. just for being good. I love the opening video where they have them all staring out. And I've always said, you know, the thing for me, I love Strictly when it's presented as a big sport. And they had all of them <laughs> turning to the camera just going, so Chris Ramsey. Chris Ramsey was the only one who joked. And he said, I've made it to the semi-finals. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> but I thought to yeah, myself, that was beautiful. well played, Ramsey. Very well played. Trying to get the public right on side. And he's absolutely charming. Yeah. What did you think of his dancing? Not much, <laughs> but I'm in absolutely no position because he does a lot of standing there while his partner spins around. Yeah, that's a classic technique if yeah. you're not very good at dancing. Yeah, I mean, it's what I do, but you can't get away with that if you're a girl. Are you a dancer? No. No? I've just started doing tap. Oh, I, I'm not a dancer, but I have started I, doing tap. Yeah, and I was thinking about that when I was watching this morning. I've, I've started a beginner's tap class uh-huh. and I love it. But I spend most of the time with my tongue sticking out and one eye closed <laughs> trying to work out what I'm doing. And so I sort of imagined myself on Strictly and thought, yeah. oh, that wouldn't be... No. I, don't know, I don't know if that, that would go down well with Craig. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, as an actor, do you have on your CV that you can do basic dancing? Oh, totally. <laughs> of course you do. Of course do. I have. Yeah. Horse riding, <laughs> sword fighting. All of these basically as well would be good reality shows. Oh, totally. You know, anything that you've got on your CV that you can't do <laughs> is basically a good reality <laughs> yeah. show for us to pitch. Um, uh, there's, there was a, a, a sense of the three people who have made it to the final, they, they kind of knew they were going to make it to the final so in those little videos they did you had kelvin going i'd do anything to get to the final and his his big thing is that he just everything he's done at every point has been leagues ahead of everyone else so that was a little bit of like faux humility i thought oh, that's quite, that's quite yeah well has done. he danced before 
Uh, no. Well, it's sort of difficult to work out quite because he is an actor. So yeah. he's, he's in Emmerdale. And yes. I, was in Emmerdale for 20 years. I know, mate. He, he, he started off, he was like an amoeba. He's, he's like minus two years old. Yeah. And then he's just been there. And, and somehow, neither of us have ever seen him before. He's on the Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> 20 years on your telly. Yeah. And we've missed him. Far more successful than either of us. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Emmerdale, yet... there's not... I mean, I've not watched Emmerdale for years and years and years. But I don't remember there being a lot of dancing in Emmerdale. No. But he seems to have... I don't know whether or not he's he's just comes from a background of stage school and things like that. Oh, maybe. But they always sort of go on like Chris Ramsey is the only non-dancer uh, on the show. And they all seem a little bit like, I thought the point was you're a bit of a non-dancer. Yeah. You know? So they sometimes have like people from girl bands and boy bands. And you think yeah. that's that's not yeah. on. I mean, it's beautiful to watch. It is, So yeah. maybe that's, that's the thing. They but... never win is the weird thing. The ones oh. who come in and are too good. And I think that's sort of the balancing act they've done with Kelvin this year. Right. Is the ones that come on who are too good right from the start, the British public go, we will let you get to the semi-final or the final, but there is no way in hell that you are going to win that, but that, it's that big underdog old... all the way, mofo. Absolutely. They love that you have to be the underdog. And there's a sense that everyone in this was just constantly wanting to say... I've worked really hard and I think I'm the best at this. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was going, ah, well, you know, um, it'd be lovely to make it to the final. I mean, if, if everyone's okay with that. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, I've tried. But, I mean, everyone's tried and everyone's really nervous about looking like they're sort of want it. Yeah. You know, it's an ugly thing they're not it's allowed to not do. It's not British, is it? It's and there was British. an awful lot of, oh, I can't, I can't keep two dances in my head. This, what, <laughs> except you've been spending 20 years learning like yes. 20 pages of lines yeah. every night. Yeah, entirely. I mean, can't I mean, someone two like. dances in my head. <laughs> Emma Barton, she's on EastEnders. And they mentioned that, you know, she's pretty much, when she's not training, she is just filming EastEnders. If you are oh. continuously filming, never stopping, you have a memory that is like in the top 1% of You're the You're a cab driver. <laughs> You're yeah. a London. London cab driver. Your yeah. hippocampus is enormous. <laughs> you know, you go to you go to a Strictly podcast. You go. They'll probably be talking about the dresses. No, no. not this one. Brain areas, people. <laughs> they made this serious as well. So for the first time, Claudia and Tess came down in black dresses, little black dresses, and I think that was. Oh, their was thing that of, it? Was that super serious? Yeah. Normally they're a bit sort of like pajamas. Well, they slightly do. They, they have a sort of sense of sometimes you think, oh, they've coordinated it, and then other times. You you think they've really not coordinated this but tonight they're like okay we're we're approaching the serious part of the show oh. and they're dressing serious. seriously I, I love it when it gets serious i don't like it when it's all fun they showed bits of last week last week looked too fun i agree they did some nice slightly boring dances this week <laughs> yes they were there was, there was less... a boring waltz that the... i very much enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. Now, Julia loves a waltz. She loves a bit of ballroom. Ooh. I just find it reminds me of growing up in the 50s, if I'd have done that. It just right. feels very post-war rationing and all very sort of staid. And uh, what I mean, we, we will get to it, but that, the, the dances that, that Anton and Emma did were both incredibly moribund and also, you know, as, as nice a dance in some ways as you can put on telly. Yeah. Um, the surprise, I think, this week is, is who was going to be in the dance-off. And so... I think we all knew Chris Ramsey would be yeah, heading that way. It seems so. But the 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 question is who who else would be in there? 
it was slightly jeopardy free because the judges obviously decide who is going to go home once you get to that point. They right. were never going to send Kelvin home. They were never going to send Karim home. And they probably weren't going to send Emma Barton home, if only to make sure that we have a non-all-male final, which is a yeah. ugly, doesn't really work for me. Um, well, you, you want... Of course it doesn't. <laughs> you saucy thing. <laughs> I was, I'm devastated that Karen Hauer is no longer in this. Long-time listeners to the podcast will know that Chris Ramsey's uh, dancing partner, Karen. Oh, right, Karen. Yeah. Yes, I've she's, written Karen. I didn't have a surname. She's very much someone that I, I intend to marry. Right. Uh, by, how's, by hook or by crook. How does your wife and, and your daughter feel about that? Uh, they w- I would be very happy for me because as long as they've known me, they've known that only one thing really matters to me, and that's Karen Hauer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a woman who I've never spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, uh, it ended up in the dance off being Karim. Yes, and I think this reflects slightly his falling between two stools with the British public. I think people who like the young man who is a good dancer that is Kelvin or through and through. Yep, and I think there's a slight thing of people who not quite sure about his. He's sort of, I can't believe I'm any good at this, which is wearing a bit thin after 14 weeks. There's also, and absolutely feel free to cut this from the podcast, <laughs> there's a bit of history, isn't there, with certain voting patterns and mm. yes. on it. And I'm, yep. n- I'm not saying that everyone who watches Strictly is a bit racist. Absolutely. This is Julia's big point. The you evidence know. seems to show that a lot of people who ring in might be. Uh, reality shows do not tend to be one by people who come from any sort of minority. They always yeah. tend to be white people. And, you know, that that obviously reflects something a bit unpleasant and horrible. <laughs> yeah. See, our money, my missus and I, mm. our money was on Emma being in the dance-off because yeah. we assumed that people who rang in would be sexist. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, in a way, that's a, you know... I, I, I do not rate... Emma, I just, I just think that her. I think it's also because of the dance partner she's got, which is Anton, and he just comes from that generation that is uh, uh, very traditional. And I find the traditional stuff bores me to tears. It can be right. done really, really well, and obviously, you know, every step is in the right place. But I sort of find it's like it's sort of like building stuff. If you're going to build something, build a rocket. And what he's doing is building a lot of very low patio walls. <laughs> but, I mean, he's doing a beautiful job. Beautiful job. But it's just hard to get excited about. Yeah. I mean, at least this year, he hasn't been given an old lady. I get the impression no. in previous years, he's sl- sort of given the comedy old lady. Yes, I, I absolutely agree So he's in the final, which is nice for him. Yes, it is. And I think it's a, a slightly worrying thing for him, which is, yes, he's not been given like your Anne Widdicombe. And so mm. you're not out in week three. But what he has been given is, I think, a last chance. And <laughs> I think this is... I think this is Anton's last go round in the in the ball. I think Ooh. I think for him anyway, it would be nice to go out on a high. He's one of the last remaining original dancers in it. He is probably the most famous dancer. Um, he's probably more famous ten years ago than he than he is now. Yeah. But it just seems like a good moment where you can go. Well, do you know what? I'm not going to top that again. I'm not going to get to the finals. Oh, I, I see. think it would be yeah. nice for him to then sort of go. Well, this is my last one, and I, <laughs> I hope he doesn't do it before he dances and people vote in the final because if he says it's his last one he's gonna win this oh that'd mm. be really sneaky julia really really believes and she texted me this morning to say this she believes that emma barton and anton could be the winners of the entire thing just wow. because of his popularity but, i mean yeah. he is the most famous person still in it he really is if you, if you go by me <laughs> very true 
All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. Boys must have bashing head like this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. I love it when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up. Put a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So let's hit the dance floor, Kaz. We're not actually doing it. Oh. Um, it's too small a room. Disappointing. Get a head wound. Um, so first up to dance, uh, and each contestant was doing two dances this week, which um, it, it's a funny sort of bit of the format, which it seemed a bit repetitive. It does it, yeah, but they've got to stretch it out, haven't they? Yeah, they do. Once you're down to three, three it's very then, difficult you know, to fill that hour. That's a 15-minute show. You cannot give Tess and Claudia a load of sketches and oh, things. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't, certainly don't make... Tess vamp. Oh, there was a dreadful little bit they did about Tess was building up to saying, you know, when you get to the final, it's absolutely full of... The obvious thing was drama. That was what we were all expecting. It's full of drama. Pizza. Pizza. Yes. It was double the drama, wasn't it? And it was double the pizza. No one says double the pizza. It's not even a phrase. What was that? Interesting fact, this is the first television show on BBC One primetime that's been written by a (laughs) (laughs) seven-year-old. Coming in with his script, you say double the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Then the old woman says, what? (laughs) This is the second draft because poo, double the poo, was rejected. <laughs> this kid's got a great future. Um, so Emma and Anton come out to dance their first their first go, which is a cha cha. Uh, they got a seven and three eights for this for thirty one. Um, Anton has actually made the finals once before. He did it with the newsreader Katie Derham. Oh, very very pretty Katie Derham. But Katie Derham, weirdly, like Emma Barton here, she also was an overgrinner. Do you know? I didn't see. Particularly with the cha-cha, I didn't see what they did with their legs because I was just watching the faces. <laughs> yeah. uh, it uh, was like it was like watching um, sign language people right. on the on the telly, yes. where you don't actually watch their hands; you just watch their faces because their faces are so brilliant. They're really sort of like using their face and every muscle in it yeah. to convey information, and that's really what she does. Yeah, she, she reminds me slightly of like an old Austrian folktale about a doll that's brought to life for one <laughs> night and she dances with a prince and if he kisses her, she's going to be given life. Yeah. And it's, she has that slightly wooden, very sort of like solid, not solid, that's a terrible thing to say, very, very, <laughs> what, what's, what's it called when your, your, your like body is stiff and you're in control of it? 
Her body's stiff and she's in control of it. There we go. And yes, she, that. Part of that makes it look a little bit like she's made of wood. Yeah, a bit. Is it Capalia? Is it? Maybe she's Capalia. Oh, hippocampus Capalia. Boom. No, I remember because they um, some theatre in schools mm. thing came to my infant school and did Capalia when I was very small, and it absolutely scared the shit out of <laughs> what me. What is it? Is it? It's, a... I think it's a doll. That, I think it might. It's a ballet, uh-huh. and I think it's a doll that comes to life. And I found that the most frightening thing. That's a bit like I Pinocchio had sort ever of thing. Seen? Yeah. God, I can yeah. imagine. We had Roy Castle come to our school. Oh. Yeah, he was doing a litter campaign. Or an anti-litter campaign. I forget which. <laughs> um, but he came in and he played uh, He played his trumpet. Um, oh, wow. And I remember us kids, we'd never seen anyone famous before. And that was the most exciting day, I think, of my entire time at Grimsdyke First and Middle School in Hatch End. It was amazing. That's incredible. We had two identical twins there, one of whom was called, I think they were called Colin and Graham. <laughs> I'm dating myself here. Wow, I was born you? in the 90s. Um, <laughs> Colin and Graham, and they came dressed out in, in bin bags uh, as litter bugs. And so they came from the, the back of the hall going, we are the litter bugs. And Roy Castle had not been appraised of this. And he looked absolutely terrified for one moment. He couldn't work out what was going on. These <laughs> two identical children, sort of dressed as, as rat boys, oh, started walking towards him. God, it's yeah. like the filthy shining. <laughs> yeah, Roy Castle, I was thinking about this. I love Roy I was thinking Castle. about this because when they did the terms and conditions... Out came Angela Rippon. What was that? Oh, that happens every week. What, Angela Rippon comes out every week? <laughs> why, no, why haven't I been watching this? They bring out someone that you that you would never go. I want, you know, if you were sort of going, who will it be this week? You would, you could, <laughs> you could write down 300 names and you'll be guaranteed you would never, ever guess who it will be. So they'll sort of go, please welcome this week. From EastEnders, Tamika Johnson. And you go, but I've just seen like Lenny Henry in the audience. Why is he not doing it? <laughs> but out comes Angela Rippon. And I suddenly, I thought to myself, she looked, by the way, unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, astonishingly. I, I think, weirdly, more sexy than when she was younger. I think she looked really sort of like Steady. she got it going on. But she never did Strictly Come Dancing. And I was looking at that, I was thinking, oh, that's a missed opportunity. That really is, To get Rippon out there to actually do that. And they did make a tiny reference to her being a dancer, didn't they? Yeah. And I thought, oh, that, there's one for the kids. Yes, isn't there? Who remember Morecambe and Wise. Yeah. And the... But I, I, I was thinking, God, you could do a list of... What's the Strictly Come Dancing that you get to watch in heaven? <laughs> I was thinking, well, it's Sammy Davis Jr. is the American uh, like guest star. Right. Chuck him in. I think Brucey, as a contestant, Probably, would be one of them. Probably, yeah. Roy Castle. Oh. oh. Coming out, doing his, his bit where you go, he's doing a ballroom. He should be doing tap. And then in the middle, he oh, suddenly pulls break. away. Tap break. With one eye closed and his tongue sticking out. <laughs> like all the great tappers. Yeah, I am all for, instead of people doing Fantasy Football League, I want them to start doing Strictly Come Dancing Fantasy League, where they just have people oh. from history. What would be the greatest ever Strictly? I, I would. Uh, this is very much a question that's open to people listening to this podcast. Please let us know on the Twitter who would be the dream twelve for your fantasy Strictly. I like to think that the slightly too highbrow but not very good at dancing one would be Peter Ustinov. <laughs> he would be good. He'd I'd be like love him he'd be that. like Chris Ramsey, you know, coming in and he'd just win <laughs> you over each sort of week. Every year there's a couple of people who can't dance and you look at them and you go they are not going to be very good at this and they're going to go out in week one yeah and i think like people like maybe gerald durrell you know, <laughs> you'd have him in it and you'd go yeah he's definitely gonna please welcome author willard price um, <laughs> well i'm looking forward to this dance adventure um, that's, <laughs> it gets next niche. up garrett fitzgerald <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
this this dance, what did you what did you make of it? Did it lift you this uh, first Anton and Emma dance? It was very flicky, wasn't mm. it? I've mm. written down very flicky. The music they danced to was the song. I'm glad goes... you've written down everything that everyone did because I've just written down the dances and I haven't got the scores. Or oh, the songs I'll help you through that. Don't Thanks. worry. It's um, they did they did the music for Ready for This, which is I only know from like a travel agent advert on yeah, telly. Absolutely, I'm ready for this. Da, 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 That's the one. That one. Yeah. Where you should they should be they should have jumped into a pool at the end. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. The, the the weird thing about it was it sort of put me in mind of seeing like a couple dancing like on a holiday in Greece. And it was just something a bit cheesy about it. And there often is with Anton stuff. And I yeah. think those old dances lend themselves to sort of going, there this feels There was something dated. a bit um, second marriage. Yeah. First massively, dance. Massively. About it, Massively. They, they, they had some sort of quite ugly, uh, ugly moves in this. And I think you're absolutely right. If this was a, a second marriage that you'd been to and they did this dance at the wedding, you would be there a few champagnes in and you'd be turning to your partner and you'd be going i mean you know i know they've spent a lot of time on this but you know probably should have spent a bit more time on it you know it was a bit uh, i'll give it six months (laughs) a bit clattery um (laughs) bruno tonioli said that it's a a great improvement but i I don't think like when people are still talking about how you're improving that's not what you need when you're going in the final in the semi-final Mm. yeah you don't want your certificate of of attendance no exactly or people saying you know i think you're you will be one day really ready to go into the final. I mean, that's not that's not what you really yeah. want to hear. If this, if this show's going on for another 16 weeks, you might get quite good. Yes, yeah. So let's hope it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know for a fact it won't. I uh, have a mortgage. Yeah, they, they had at the end. Now, she, she's been getting some very, very good marks from the judges in the last couple of weeks. Marks which I think are not quite warranted. Okay. Too high. Uh, and with the seven and three eights here, I think when you, she, you cut to the bit where, where she hears what the judges' scores are up with Claudia, they, they were, Craig went seven and you could see in her face that she was hoping for a higher mark. And so she went, that's great. Like that, really good. And they, he got, I mean, obviously he's, he's there to get booze. Yeah. But he got booed. Yeah. For giving that a seven. Yeah. I mean, is that seven's yeah. all right? It is, it? it is. I think it's that Craig, he sets the tone of what's going to happen. He's always the lowest marker. Yeah. So when he he's comes up. He's the panto up, villain, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And when he comes up with a seven, everyone goes, oh, we're not going to see a ten. And if he'd have said eight, you'd be going, oh, still a chance you'll get a 10. Ah, right, so okay. when he sets his mark at a seven, you go, okay, maybe one of them will give a nine, but this is going to be eight. And, you know, it was three eights. Yeah. I think she was not quite prepared for it to be that. I think she thought that was going to be all nines or, you know, an eight, oh. three nines. But she did look a little bit like through the smile of going, great, when the, you know, each number came up. <laughs> she looked slightly like she was choking back bile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, I'm really happy with that. Poor, poor Emma. Oh. Um, we had the TNCs and Angela Rippon. Absolutely. I mean, for me, Just, the, one of the highlights. Yeah, I mean, baffling. Do you wear trouser suits? Do you know, when I did stand-up mm. 20 years ago, in, in like my early 20s, mm. I wore trouser suits. I think they look great on you. I think you really much. rock a trouser suit. But they, oh, thank you. I think they are actually probably the best item of clothing. I think they look great. What, even on men? Oh, I'd love to see men wearing them. <laughs> yeah, really would. I think they look great. Then we have uh, Kelvin and Oti came out. And they yeah, danced, they did a quick uh, step. A quick step, that's right, to and The Lady was, is a Tramp. And that was awesome. I tell you what, when he came out wearing tails yeah, and it started with The Lady is a Tramp, I thought, I can go away for three minutes because I know this is going to be four tens. Yeah. It, it was, everything about it was 
absolutely perfect and it, it was... had that it had a wonderful wonderful strictly thing mm. that is that would be on my strictly bingo card <laughs> which is pretending to be waiting for someone at the <laughs> yes. beginning of the dance yes. i love that that's very true it's he was, always he, good he was also i mean i mean ot was there uh, his his dance partner and she they dressed her in a way that she just looked like an alternate reality version of our queen and i <laughs> it was i would quite happily watch the adventures of ot the queen oh, on netflix yep. she just looked sensational they were <laughs> just beautiful there's a funny thing about strictly i think a lot of people are like oh you know oh, it's not for me you know i don't really enjoy it but that's because you see too much of it where it's bad you know where the people aren't right. dancing well and when you just see two people dancing beautifully on television it's a wonderful thing. It's a funny show, though, isn't it? Because mm. presumably it sort of starts out almost as a comedy show. Yeah. You get a high proportion of not very good. You do, you do. And th to then have to do the gear change. Yeah. I mean, it's a really brilliant show. The fact that, you know, firstly, I cared about them by the end, despite yeah. having absolutely no idea who they were. And, and then, but also the gear shift yeah. that must happen yeah. in there's, a series. There's a funny bit where sort of, in, if you like, in the, in, the, in the midway point where there are five people who are soaring up and you've just got this thing of going there are three people there <coughs> and we have to go through Sorry. the next three weeks just to hive them off right and it splits it into two shows and you're prevented watching the show you want to watch which is when you get to here and everyone's good at it i love watching good dancing i had a friend who many many years ago said to me you never waste time speaking to an expert and there's something about that, about you never waste any time if you watch people doing stuff as good as it can be done. Right. And I really think that with, like watching the Kelvin and, and Oti thing here, I don't think you could watch that as a piece of telly and not go, I loved every moment yeah. of that. Because it's people doing something so well. Really beautifully well. Really beautifully well. Yeah, it was um, great, wasn't it? Um, I mean, the, the audience went nuts. They stood up, they screamed and cheered. And basically, Craig has not given Kelvin a 10 in this entire series. He's done loads of dances where he could easily have got a 10. But I think they've been playing this very carefully from a sort of production point of view. They don't want him to be the runaway winner. Yep. And then it to be a fait accompli. You know, why watch week in, week out? We know who the winner is. And so Craig has held back on giving that 10. And he was very carefully not standing up. Yes. He is. He is, honestly, the best judge on television. He's the only one whose opinion matters. It matters far more than the other three people in the room. People want to impress him, and he's he's the only one who has kept that I'm the nasty judge thing, mm. and he's done it well that people really like him, that he doesn't do it gratuitously, and he knows how to play this for maximum effect. Yeah. And he did it so well He is here. brilliant at it. I did write, if Craig doesn't give a 10 for this dance, the audience will attack him. It just <laughs> it felt like that was going to happen. But Bruno just screams out, a champagne, such a sparkling delight. <laughs> yeah. You know, absolutely like a problem name. And... I thought he was going to accidentally punch Shirley. <laughs> the arms were flying. So I think I think she did actually <laughs> have to swing out at one point because it was coming towards her. That would not surprise me. He is an uncontrolled man. Craig just just sort of said, "Well, it really upset me because I couldn't find much wrong with it." <laughs> and then everyone's Always like, "Are we going to see it? Are we going to see this it?" Is the one I, again? That's a really good bit of TV magic where they let the judges speak before they give the marks. Yeah. And I think most other places you would go, here's my mark and here's why. And with that, you go, are we going to see a 10? Are we going to see oh. a 10 from Craig? And of course, it came in and it went nuts. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. And Kelvin did, did he just couldn't speak. And he welled up. That really, you know, oh. again, just, you know, if, if he didn't have the nation's heart already, 
watching that genuine reaction. You yeah. Know, that he was so pleased. It was it was lovely. The other thing about Kelvin that they do is Kelvin is the only man on, in fact, the only person on British television who it's fine to sexually harass. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> he comes out. Well, because he's been in Emmerdale since he was <laughs> It's because 12. he's on Strictly Come Dancing and he's good. And so Shirley, the, the head judge, she will spend most of her time fanning herself when she talks to him. Hence all the talk about the pecker. Yes, the woodpecker. The woodpecker. So she said, oh, your woodpecker, that was amazing. Don't think for a second, Shirley, that we know you didn't bring that up solely so you could have a bit of sexy bants with a clearly unwilling Kelvin. (laughs) Kelvin hates being objectified. You see him look down at the floor and look really anxious. Yeah, he looked down at the floor and and he whispered to Tess, I don't know what that is. (laughs) But, oh, what a dance. What a dance. What an amazing you know, thing. Just yeah, a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Couldn't I could watch that again and again and again. I might I might rewatch it. Do, do. It's <sighs> a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was it was delightful. Hello and welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <panicked>. Enjoy! Enjoy! <laughs> 